Luis Castillo and Patrick Corbin are trending in opposite directions. Plus, we have some sleepers for week eight next on Fantasy Baseball Today in five. Welcome into FBT in five. As always, make sure to follow and stream us on Spotify. Today is Friday, May 14th. I am Frank Stanfield, joined by Scott White. And the people are freaking out, Scott. Luis Castillo, this time at Coors Field. We didn't, <clears throat> we didn't really expect much in the start, obviously, but... He allowed eight earned runs over three and two-thirds. The ERA is up over seven. It's at 7.71. So what do we do with Luis Castillo? Are we closer to dropping him at this point? I mentioned after his last start that I was at least starting to think about it in some of my shallower leagues. I don't know that a course field start, a bad course field start, should be the the impetus to pull the plug finally because everybody deserves to pass a course field. Then. I don't know that your opinion should have changed because of this particular start, but what was concerning about this start was his changeup was his least thrown pitch. And his changeup is the pitch that makes Luis Castillo what he is. Hasn't been right all year, and it appears he's losing confidence in it based on his pitch selection in this start. He could turn things around just as quickly as as he's gone wrong here. It, you know, Maybe he regains the feel for his changeup. He seemed pretty confident after his last start that the Reds and and he knows what's they, they know what's going on. Uh, maybe maybe there's a pitch tipping situation. Maybe it's it it wouldn't at all be surprising if it's something very small that he corrects overnight, like next week. It's right. It also wouldn't be surprising if he doesn't get right until next year. So <laughs> at some point we're gonna have to think about dropping him. I just don't think we're quite there yet. Obviously, sit him though till he shows signs of coming around. Maybe he can turn things around the way that Patrick Corbin has turned things around against the Phillies. Seven innings, one run, nine strikeouts to zero walks. Fastball velocity was up. Throw his slider a ton. He's got a 3.00 ERA over his last five starts. Scott, is Patrick Corbin back? He might be, and this is a perfect example of how quickly it can turn around for a pitcher because this looked that this was the most encouraging start for Patrick Corbin of the past two seasons. And it looked like the kind you would have seen from him in 2018, 2019, when he was basically a fantasy ace. Even more than the the velocity being as high as it was, was that he threw his slider 50% of the time, and it was good enough to throw 50% of the time and got 13 of his 18 swinging strikes. So that's that's very much like retro Patrick Corbin. He says he's getting close to feeling like his old self. He's been making some mechanical adjustments. Uh, feels like he's finishing his pitchers better using his lower body more. Seems like he's on the right track. I'm not ready to declare him back after one start where everything seems right, but I certainly feel a lot better about him now than I did before this start. How did the prospects of the Seattle Mariners do in their debuts? Jared Kelnick was leading off. He went 0 for 4 with a strikeout. He did have a batted ball just over 100 miles per hour, but it did not result in a hit. And Logan Gilbert, four innings, five hits, four runs, zero walks, and five strikeouts. He allowed two home runs to two pretty good hitters, Fran Reyes and Jose Ramirez. I thought the breaking stuff, the secondary stuff, looked really good for Logan Gilbert, but he left some fastballs uh, right in the middle of the zone, and those wound up getting hit pretty hard. But ultimately, hold on to Logan Gilbert. We're still very excited about him long-term. Scott, let's wrap up with some Week 8 sleepers. We'll start on the pitching side, who are some two-star pitchers and maybe some single-star pitchers you like for next week. Well, Adbert Alzali, who I also recommended last week as a two-start sleeper. I don't know exactly what happened, but he got pushed back, and now it looks like the two starts will be next week, which is fine. The matchups aren't that great, but I just think Alzali is good. 
throwing that slider a lot, getting a lot of swinging strikes with it, going six innings more, uh, and pretty widely available. I like him. Um, I mean, that's that's by far my favorite of the two-star pitchers. John Gray has been pretty successful this year, but at San Diego and then home at Coors Field versus Arizona, that's that's a little sketchy. Casey Mize at Seattle and at Kansas City, That those are pretty good matchups for a guy who's been good more often than not, but the strikeout rate gives me some cause for concern. If you want to go really deep, James Caprillion, who just made his first major league start on Wednesday, it was he, it was very effective. He looked good. He's only 8% rostered, but the matchups could be better versus Houston at LAA. That's the Angels. Yeah, those could be better. How about on the other side, Scott? Some sleeper hitters you like for next week. Oh, I do want to mention a couple one-star pitchers. Okay. Specifically, Rich Hill at Baltimore. He's only 22% rostered, and he just had a great start on Thursday, struck out uh, nine and six and two-thirds innings, three of his past four starts, six innings. He looks like Rich Hill of old and at Baltimore. Uh, hitters. I like the Braves matchups this week. I like the Dodgers matchups this week. I think it's a good time to start Austin Riley, who's looked better of late. I think it's a good start time to start Gavin Lux, who's looked much better in May than he was in April, even with the, especially with the strikeout rate. The Angels have, an eight, have uh, eight games coming up this week. So I think David Fletcher, Justin Upton, those are two players you should look into. I also think the Tigers matchups are pretty good. Jamer Candelario and Robbie Grossman are two hitters I'd consider for them. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. If you enjoyed the pod, please leave a five-star review on Apple. We'll be back again on Monday morning. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.